Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. This is your host, Susan, and you are listening to episode number 26, where we are talking today about organizing with classroom jobs. So I like to keep things super simple if you haven't caught on by now, or if you're a new listener. And so jobs in my classroom are really pretty easy. In the past, I've had just a few jobs, maybe like five to six that kind of hung on my wall. And those would be things like line leader, paper passer, and I've always had a teacher's helper. So teacher's helper just kind of fills in wherever they're needed. So if I forget something or I need just some kind of random quick job like, hey, take these papers to the office, that is the job of the teacher's helper. And students love being teacher's helper. And teacher's helper can usually pick another student to help them with a job if it requires two people. So two years ago, right in the midst of all this lovely COVID stuff, I started doing job teams and I called them crews. So my job crew consists of four crews, and I think of them like construction crews. So we have the, the moving crew, the support crew, the paper crew, and the supplies crew. So just kind of like the name implies is what they're responsible for. So supplies crew is responsible for anything having to do with supplies, sharpening them, passing them out, maintaining them, making sure that each group has the correct number. Paper crew is responsible for anything paper related, passing out paper, picking up scraps of paper, assisting with collecting paper. And then support crew is supporting. So they are in charge of managing any materials for absent students that are needed. They are helping with technology, right? They're offering that support. And also they are responsible for turning the lights on and off. And then the last one I have is moving crew. And the moving crew is responsible for when the class is moving. Get it? (laughs) We're moving out of the classroom. We're going to like say specials or lunch. So they're in charge of the, that's where my line leader comes in. That's the lunch basket holders, the door holders. And then with all of my crews, I have something called teacher request. And that is taking place of teacher's helper. And it's just kind of a catch-all. So it's there in case I've forgotten something that's not labeled on our sign. That student is going to pick up that job, or that crew rather, will pick up whatever that job is. And sometimes it's not something that I need all the time. It just might be a once in a while kind of task. Like maybe somebody got sick and we need their supplies brought up to the nurse's office. In that case, it could either be the support crew or the moving crew that will take the supplies for me or that person's belongings. 
So those are my jobs. And like I said, I make things very simple in my classroom. I don't like to have everybody gets a job because I'm not a big fan of everyone gets a trophy. Um, I did not grow up in that generation. So I like to have with my moving crew or with my job crews in general, I should say, I have at least half my class that participates with a job for the week, and then we rotate, and then the next week, the other half of the class gets a job. And sometimes there's some overlap. Um, Like when I started this, I had a smaller class size, so sometimes kids would end up having a job all the time for two weeks straight. And that was fine. I never had any complaints with any of the other students about it because they knew eventually they would have their turn to have two jobs in a row as well. So when you're thinking of jobs for the classroom, the best thing to do is sit down and decide what are your needs and what can you handle? Can you handle a lot more jobs than just a team of four teams? Or do you want everybody to have a job? If you want everyone to have a job, then think about how are you going to manage that? What is your system? So my system is super simple. And I explain this in detail in another blog post, which I will link in the show notes. But I basically put clothespins with their names on it in a little baggie. And then I have an empty baggie. And so I clip them just randomly, pull them out of the bag, clip them onto the signs, and then that's who's assigned for that day. And then at the end of the week, I Friday, before we go home, I unclip them all. I put them in the bag that is for the not needed, I should say. I don't want to say disposed of, but it goes into the other bag. And then I pick fresh set of clothespins. And then if I need more, I dip into the ones that I just Um, got rid of, right? So I'm just transferring back and forth between the two bags with my clothespins. Now this year, I'm actually going to do a uh, wipe on um, dry erase or not dry erase, but wet erase marker. And I'm going to handwrite the names on the posters themselves instead of clipping and unclipping clothespins. It was kind of tricky to navigate the way the poster was hanging on the wall with the clothespins. And then I just, I don't know, I just didn't like it. I didn't feel it like it was like a nice clean look. So I'm going to try writing the names on the posters this year. So we'll see how that goes. If I decide at some point I want to make little name tags and just kind of like use, you know, tape or putty to like kind of put them up there temporarily because it's only going to be in place for a week, then I could do that too. Now, the one thing I should notice is the only one that rotates daily is moving crew, and that's for the line leader. So let's say I have five people on my moving crew, then Monday, one person's the line leader, Tuesday, it's a different person, and it just goes through the week. So by the end of the week, each person on the moving crew has had a chance to be line leader because that's like the biggest job that all the students in the classroom seem to fight over. So I thought that was the fairest way to do it. So things like that you need to take into consideration, like what are the jobs that people are going to fight over, what are they going to want or not want to do, and kind of do your jobs according to that. There's always those students that are really willing to like jump in and help out. They like to please their teacher, so you always have that group of students to fall back on, let's say, for help in your classroom. The other thing I wanted to notice is or mention is that students have name tags 
that go along with their job title. So I have them wear little badges, and then that way it reminds them that is their job for the week. So they clip them at the beginning of the day. They take them off at the end of the day. Sometimes I let them take them off if they're going to PE or something or lunch because we've lost a few around the the school, but luckily everyone knew they belonged to my classroom, and I would get them back, you know, stuck in my teacher mailbox or something. So to kind of prevent that, I ask them to take them off if they're going, you know, for long periods of time outside of the classroom and they just don't need them at that time. So the badges kind of help as a signal to like, yes, this is my job because students, when they're young, they often forget. And if you're a new listener, I teach second grade. So second grades definitely need reminding, first grade as well. Even third grade probably needs reminding like, hey, this was your job come and do it. So don't be afraid to do something that's going to help them remember that that's their job title. And then the other thing some teachers like to do is make students apply for jobs. Now for me, like I said, I like to keep things very simple. And that's just another layer of something else I would have to do, something else I would have to keep up with. And then there's the sorting of the jobs and making sure the person that wanted that job gets the job. So I personally don't use job applications. However, in my job crew pack, I did include a digital job application and also a print application for those teachers that do like to use that. But again, I really don't see the need with second graders because I figure working in the team and working collaboratively is a lot to take on as it is without having to learn about applying for the jobs. But to each their own. I'm more than happy to supply that if you need it. So that is there for you. So like I said, I rotate the jobs every week except for that line leader and that rotates daily. And then my system is usually just dropping the clothespins into a bag and then picking new ones out. And then sometimes the kids will be like, oh, I was just that one. So then we, you know, mix it up a little bit. If you wanted to really keep track of it, a very simple way is just to create a page or ask for an extra printout of your roster, hang it on the wall, and then put little check marks so you know, okay, each student had a job. Or you can get really into it and put like the job titles across and then you know which team that they belong to and how often they were part of each of that those teams so that it's rotated a lot more. So make sure that you are creating a system that works for you because that is what's going to make the most value in your classroom. So really anything will work. I mean, you can have just a teacher's helper or just a line leader, or you can have everybody has a job. I just personally think the simpler you make it, especially when you're first starting off teaching, is the best because then you don't have to worry about keeping up with a bunch of other things, including your classroom jobs. So the last thing I wanted to mention is to make sure you train students for the job. And this is listed in my blog post as well. But when you're training students, it's the same like anything else. You want to make sure they have very clear expectations of what you want them to do. So I like to do an anchor chart. So let's say we have the support crew. So I would title the top of my anchor chart support crew. And then as a class, we would talk about what are the different jobs listed on our poster of what the support crew crew, is in charge of. And then 
we would kind of go into detail. Okay, well, what does that look like? What does turning the lights on and off look like? Well, it looks like walking feet. It looks like not, I don't know, slamming down on the light switch handle, right? We don't want to break anything, so it's a gentle touch. It's walking feet. One person is in charge of doing that at the time. So with my support crew, I actually have on the badge, one person has lights on and another person on that crew has lights off. So they're both very specific jobs for the lights so that we don't have, you know, both people on that crew running to turn off the lights. So when you're thinking of setting up your classroom and your jobs, you want to think of that too. You want to make sure that the rules are very explicit the expectations are very clear, and you want to set it up for success. Because if you're having two students or even four students on the same crew, potentially doing the same jobs, are you going to have fighting over all those jobs? Or the way you set it up, is it going to prevent that? Like having a lights on and a lights off. I have a door holder one and a door holder two, because when we exit the classroom, a lot of times we're going through double doors. So one person holds the classroom door, the other person holds the next door, right? So let's say we're going into specials. Someone gets this, the classroom door, someone else gets the specials door. Then there's no fighting over, like, well, I'm the door holder. The, you know, there's two door holders. Same thing with the lunch basket. I specifically name people that are going to be doing the lunch basket, and again, the line leader, of course, is very specific. So the ones that people might fight over, I try to make sure that those are assigned. But the rest of it is kind of up to the team. And I really try to foster that collaboration. So I said, well, you're all on the moving crew. You need to talk together and decide who's going to do this, who's in charge of it. And that might be a Monday activity taking more, no more than, let's say, five minutes. And if I need to intervene and help assign, then I will. But I really want to try to pass that along to the students of how are we going to do this? What's our team going to look like? How can we have a successful crew for the week? So I hope that helped a lot. And I would love to hear how you organize your classroom with jobs. So please don't be shy. Leave me a rating on iTunes and a comment either on iTunes as well or wherever you listen to this podcast episode or even on my blog. So like I said, the show notes are there with all the links that I talk about in episodes. So you want to make sure you check that out. And I hope you're having a wonderful summer and I will talk to you next week on Wednesday. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.